Daryl Ryder. He's brought to you by Shopping Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Daryl, how are we doing tonight? I'm all right. How are you? Good. We were going through the most famous Daryls of all time, and uh, I... <laughs> My guess, I started off with Daryl Strawberry. What prompted that? Well, I, gee, I wonder. I, I wonder. Uh, and uh, I, I went with Daryl Strawberry off the rip. Uh, Boom, you had a couple good ones in there as well. I, Daryl, it's not crazy to think you might be in like the top 100 list of most famous Daryls. It, it's honestly not out of reach. Uh, Daryl Hannah, but... Um, well, Dimebag Daryl is what we settled on, I think, as being one of the top of the dime list. Dimebag? Okay. Well, um, be a fun I, for you. Uh, my, my mom only loved me enough to give me one R in my name, though. Yeah, that's, mo- that's mo- true. Most of them got the double R treatment. Yeah, you're right about that. I know I'm right about that. I've already I've, re- I've been a Daryl for almost 47 years. I've researched this thoroughly. Well, I have like the Jonathan, and then and then some people, though, I have A-N on the back of my name, but some people put it. But you can be called and- John or JP, right? Yeah, JP's really caught on with I a don't lot really of people. Ha- I, I, I really don't have any good nicknames. Let's go D. Go well, D. I, yeah, I mean, you know, you know, dangerous was good. Uh, I've been called Big D, D Ride. Uh, the dangerous yeah, one is a good nickname. That's a good nickname. What's that? The dangerous one. I like that. Yeah, um, but there's really no good nicknames for Daryl. Again, I've researched this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Dr is kind of cool though. Anyone ever call you Dr? I know we're just playing off. Yeah, the JP I've thing, gotten some but... Drs. You know. Uh, Richard is, you know, uh, Dick Tracy. Um, you've got, um, yeah, there's just, yeah, there's just no cool short nicknames for Daryl. I, I, I feel, uh, I feel slighted and gypped by my parents. Mm. I was going to ask you if you like your name or not. I guess you don't like your name. Oh no. I, yeah, I, I know. Huh. Fun fact. I did have to go to court and get my middle name changed. Did you really? <laughs> yeah, because when I was adopted, my mom wasn't very good at paperwork, and she forgot to change my middle name on it. So for like uh, 30, 35 years, I I was using my adopted middle name, but then on and like uh, my selective service had used it. You know, remember the selective service card? My social security, everything. But then like I couldn't get a passport. <laughs> And I couldn't get a, a federal uh, certified driver's license, so I had to like go get, go to court and have a judge because the state of Louisiana refused to change my uh, birth certificate for me. So I had to, yeah, I had to go to court and get my name adjusted. Sounds so like that, a logistical nightmare. Oh, it was a complete um, cluster mess. Yeah, we're, we're, I, I keep we're on the radio, so I have to clean things. No, you're up, good. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, not the adjective that I'd like to use, but cluster mess would describe it perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it reminds me of my mom a couple years ago. She got this letter in the mail, and the IRS was just convinced she died. Like she, she, she didn't die. No part of her died. Well, she was, I am she getting, fu- I am getting cemetery and funeral solicitations in my mail. Are you really? Yes, so I you're am. Start, that's, I mean, the AARP card is right around the corner. The Buckeye like, card is right around the corner. I, uh, they're coming in fast and furious over the last few months. Yeah. Wow. They think you're 47, 48. What are you? Uh, I'll be 47 this year. 47, and that's yeah. that's the year that they think like you really need to get your affairs in order if you they, pass away. They want me to buy the box in the plot already. Wow. Yep. Now, have you thought about that? Are you a cremated guy? Are you a? a uh, what, what are you? Well, my mom. So running uh, family joke is uh, every time I see my mom, she reminds me that she has a burial plot for me so the the but the running family <laughs> joke nice is, how you do yeah yeah well no the running family joke is i time how long 
it takes her to tell me that. Does she say it with pride? Is she like, I, yeah, I, I got well, one for yeah, you. Yeah, you know, in a very loving way. Yeah, for sure. But like, yeah. it, it's just, it's one of those weird things where it's like, okay, well, we got 20 minutes into Daryl's visit before this topic came up. <laughs> oh, we uh, made it a record an hour and 37 minutes before you decide. It's like, because like, I, I don't know if she forgets that she has already told me this a, a, a billion times or whatever, but yeah, that is, um, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> That usually comes up. Oh yeah, by the way, Daryl, you know if uh, something happens to you, we, you know, we got the hole ready. Now is oh, that okay, in, cool. is that in Louisiana? Because then it wouldn't be a no, hole. No, 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 no. That would okay. be uh, Northeast Ohio. Northeast Ohio. Okay, that's yeah. good. I, always... I mean, she has asked me if she should sell the plot. The the cemetery has been asking for the plot back. Oh. <laughs> they have, yeah, and like they've offered like five hundred bucks or something like that, and so that they could go ahead and sell it for like ten grand. <laughs> Or whatever it is they go for oh. these days, or whatever. But oh, well, you yeah. know they turn those plots over, right? Like I know every, and, every and, like a hundred years, it, it, uh, like it doesn't matter. They just they just start selling it again and again. <laughs> and just stack people. On they top do. Of it's each it's other. quite the racket. It really is. Well, like, hey, you, well in New Orleans they don't bury people because they can't. That's what you're, I was going to get to. You're above ground. Because, I'd be jealous. Uh, I've always wanted a mausoleum, but now I realize yeah. how cocky that is and arrogant yeah, that is. So I got I can't to, do if it. I got buried in New Orleans and they put me on the ground, I'd start floating down the Mississippi. That imagery is really funny. That's, that, that, that's a true story. <laughs> that I imagery mean, that... is really funny. Now, I'm thinking like Secession when they had the the very final uh, couple episodes and they had the big mausoleum, and and yeah. I, I was thinking I always wanted something cool like that. So when people came up to it, it's like, oh, yeah, there's this guy. This guy lives. But now as I get older and older, yeah. I, I don't want any of that nonsense. Yeah, no. Um, so, yeah, um, I, I there is a hole waiting for my arrival at some point in Northeast Ohio. So Okay. I'm happy for you. <laughs> right. And when I when I see mom for Mother's Day or whenever I see her again, she'll remind me. Well, the me. rates are good, Daryl. The rates are good right now. They're offering <laughs> premium dollars over there. You know, sometimes you got to strike when the iron's hot. Oh, don't worry. I've put a couple of the uh, the, the mailers aside to give to her. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right, Daryl. Uh, let me ask you. Uh, Browns made a move today. Andy Dickerson is now the offensive line coach. Uh, I, I Tell me first off what you know about Andy Dickerson. Only thing I know is he's really, really smart, and he comes uh, – I love the connection between him and Ethan Posick that's already there uh, with the Seattle connection there. I was reading some quotes from him earlier today, and I feel like that might have had some influence, that connection there, Daryl. Well, I don't know about that. Um I don't Couldn't think have that, hurt. Let's put it that way. Well, I, I don't think Brown's management serving uh, surveying the players. Hey, who do you want your new position coach to be? Yeah, that don't happen. No, um, but I do think it matters in the sense of uh, if you have. So it let's, matters let's play for it out reference. Way. It matters to East fans from freaking out that Bill Callahan's not here anymore. You know, but l- let's be honest about it. They interviewed him. Uh, he was the first offensive coordinator interview, and the guy had, has basically been an assistant position coach pretty much almost his entire coaching career in the NFL. So, let, you know, let, let, let's, not act, let's not act like they just hired the second coming of Bill Callahan right now. Yeah, no, you don't sound enthused, and I understand that. Well, I mean, I just, you know, it, he's not Bill Callahan. It's going to be a step down, you know, and – um. I just I, I think that that is a massive loss for them. The fact that it's not a surprise that Peters got out of here and, and uh, went with the AVP uh, up to New England. Um, that, uh, But, yeah, I mean, what they did worked so well. And I have a feeling they're not going to be doing what they have done the last four years. I, I think that blocking scheme is going to get all changed up. 
And I don't know, maybe you'll see some change in personnel as a result of that. Yeah, I was going to ask you, can the offensive line... Because that's how line, the NFL works. Yeah, I was going to ask you, can the offensive line keep it together? Uh, I, again, if they're going to change everything up, though, uh, look at the offensive line. Uh, Batonio is still going to be really good. Teller's still going to be really good. If Conklin's healthy, he'll be good. And if it's not him, it's Dewan Jones. It's not like they have a lot of question marks on that offensive line. They're, it's not, they're not completely void of question marks, but they're, they're, there's a lot worse situations in the NFL for Andy Dickerson to be inheriting. Well, uh, but if you're teaching them to do something different than what they've been doing. That, there's an adjustment there. Exactly. So, And you've got a young player in Dewan Jones that you're trying to develop, right? Uh, you, you, you got another guy in, in Jed Wills that you have to make a decision on. Um, you might have to make a business decision with Wyatt Teller at some point, you know? So I mean, just, I'm just saying like this, this could be a a shift in philosophy is the way I'm going to put it. Okay. Who's the odd man out in the Jed Wills, Jack Conklin, Dewan Jones trio triumphant where there's only two spots available. Well, I know who should be the odd man out, but. It's probably going to be Dewan Jones because he makes the the least amount of money. Yeah, you know, I was I was thinking about that. I mean, you're 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 paying Jed uh, almost fourteen. You're paying Jack pretty much the same. And Jed's on a contract year, right? This Those, upcoming year's a contract year. Yeah, it's year? the final year. That's this is the fifth year option year. Yeah, I almost wonder if you just say I I don't care about your contract year. I don't care about yeah, what it's and, guaranteed and, money. No, I know. No, I know that. I'm not saying he wouldn't be on the roster. I'm saying you'd keep him as the depth piece, and then you'd work on developing Dewan Jones. Would be what I mean. And I don't think it's going to well, happen. I gonna, think you're, you're going to work on developing Dewan Jones I, from the bench as well. I think you're right. I think Jedrick Wills will still be the left tackle. But if he's if he's not the left tackle of the future, and if you've made up your mind on that, and I don't know that they have or haven't, but if you've decided that you're not, you don't want to pay him a cent more after this year, then I don't know why you can't just look at it as a sunken cost. Yeah. Well. Those are decisions that have to be made. Luckily, I don't have to make them. Yeah, it's not an easy one. There's no doubt no. about that one. Uh, you know, Ross Tucker was on earlier today on Afternoon Drive, and and he was asking Deshaun get back to being a top 5 to 10 quarterback. He, he said, Nick asked him, odds 1 to 10 that can happen. He put it at a, at a 2. It, the encouragement there from Ross didn't seem very high there, Daryl. Um, I understand. I'll just say that I understand why Ross feels the way he does. All right, why is that? Because uh, this guy hasn't played a full season in four years. So what is your level, 1 to 10, that he can be a top 10 quarterback next year? Mm, probably around a four. Really? Yeah. Okay. What evidence do I have to support that? No, I, I'm just asking your question. Like, yeah, no, I'm just saying, like, if I'm going like, to say something like that, right? I was, oh, yeah, yeah. sure, he, yeah, going to be – well, what what evidence do I have to base that opinion on? Well, based off of Stefanski and everyone that wants to speak in these uh, press conferences that you've attended, they keep going back to that 14 out of 14 second half of the Ravens game, yeah, acting okay. as if that was the greatest game they've ever seen. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, he didn't throw a pass over 20 yards during that 14 for 14. They, Granted, he couldn't physically do it. I'm just, but I'm just. They saying. are holding on to that one. In I, a big I'll way. say this uh, again. I go back to Joe Flacco threw one fewer touchdown in five games than Deshaun did in 12. Uh, Flacco threw twice, completed twice as many passes of beyond 20 yards in five games than Deshaun Watson had in 12. They changed out Alex Van Pelt at offensive coordinator, made a few other coaching staff changes. Writing's on the wall. Like, do I really need to spell it out for people? Mm. What's going on here? Okay. Do I really need to spell it out? 
You going to make me spell it out? I'd like it if you spelled it out. Yeah, no. <laughs> I was ready to let you go, and then I was like, nah, I'd like it if you spelled it out. I, I trust that you're smart enough to figure it out on your own. Oh, thank you for that. All right. <laughs> Daryl Ryder joining us here at 92.3 The Fan. Tony Romo says gambling made the NFL less pure. Uh, yeah. Are I you... love the hot take from Tony. Well, Romo. I, it's a weird week for Tony. It really is. I think it's got... Jonathan, here we go. Oh, here we go, Jim. Here we go, Jim. Jonathan. They're going to throw it or pass it or run it. <laughs> or they're going to throw It's a big moment, right? I can't wait for four quarters of that crap on Sunday. <laughs> it's a big game for him. He knows God, it, man. and I think he's embraced okay, the you know idea. What they need? You know how we have, like, cough buttons in our business, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, they do. There, they see, have, just it's, it's a mute mine. button. It's a mute button. They yeah. have it. It's on we your We need remote. one for Tony on Sunday. Yeah, well, you have one. You, do, you just want one that'll only play Jim Nance? Yes. Okay. Can we just shut Tony Romo up for four quarters, please? That would actually be really funny if they just had oh a Nance feed God. so you could just you know completely what? avoid CBS Tony Romo. Ought to do. They ought to bring Greg Olson over to do the Super Bowl. And, and, and so Tom Brady can, you know, begin. His, I think Kevin Burkhart is the, the number one play-by-play guy for Fox now. That's correct, yeah. Who's going to be with Tom next year. That's correct. Yeah. Bring Greg Olson over to replace Tony Romo. I, so I, I, Tony was – here's the thing. You gave him 10 years, $180 million. So, like Jed I, I Wills, know, you're not doing that. Here's the thing about Tony. He was really good his his first year, and then he mailed it in. Like, you can tell he does very the, little The Browns-Bengals game was an awful display of prep. Yes. Yeah. I'll like, never forget just, that one. I mean, he just rested on the laurels of that, and, and, and then he just mailed it in. And, you know – He's got the talent, right? He's a polarizing. But then he should be really good this weekend, then, because you don't yeah, you don't no. lack prep for the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. It is in Vegas. Let me tell you my uh, my theory on Greg Olson really quickly, okay? I, I I always like it when you bring theories to the table. You always slap down my theories. No, I, well, the, the, I'm, but you know what? <laughs> I always come in with an open mind okay. that this might be the one that's worth something. This so is go gonna, ahead. This is going to be international week all over again, <laughs> right. isn't it? Uh, I, so I, I think Greg Olson, I actually think you're going to get on board with this. I think with Greg Olson, what's going to happen to him is he's going to end up in the, uh, the Amazon booth. Because right now he's blocked by Fox for being the one. Because as you mentioned, that's Tom Brady. He's blocked by CBS because that's Tony Romo. That's a 10-year, $180 million deal, so that's never going to happen. He's blocked by NBC because Collinsworth is going to die in that booth. He's going nowhere, right? And yeah. so the only option is you got to tell Herb Street, hey, Herb Street, it was fun, but you got to only focus on college football now. Herb Street won't take it as a slap in the face. You then right. put Olsen in the Amazon booth. Last year with Al Michaels, and then uh, it rides Al Michaels off into the sunset on a high note, and then they replace him with his permanent forever guy, Thursday Night Football, Greg Olson, with whoever else that becomes. I actually do not hate that theory. That is that is a very lucid, well-thought-out argument. Denied. Denied? Na name the movie. A Few Good Men. No. I think they My say Cousin Vinny. The judge, oh. ah. when Vinny Gambino goes up to, to object, and he lays it all out, and the judge just wanted to stick it to him. The so diner he, scene from A Cousin Vinny, uh, Cousin Vinny is the best scene in oh, the entire movie. Well, I don't know. There, there's, there's many great scenes from that particular movie involving Marissa Tomei. The grits. Come on. <laughs> the grits. It's good. How all do you right. like your grits? <laughs> You mean to tell me the laws of physics have ceased to exist on your stove and the rest of the grit-eating population? <laughs> All right, Daryl. I'll have another uh, mind-blowing theory for you next week. Hey, we you talk. know, hey, look, 
I golf clap for you. That was that was one an of okay your, one. That was no, that was that was great. That was one of your best theories ever. Yeah, thank you. I'm, I'm waiting. I, you know what? You might you might want to end on a high note and just hey, hang it up from there. Well, we're going to. By the way, though, next week I'll be talking to you uh, from the morning show. So Monday I'll talk to you. So be ready. We'll have it a little bit earlier next week. Monday I'll be talking to you. Next week I'll be talking with Spencer. Okay. All right. Thanks for the warning. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Daryl. We'll have a a full Super Bowl recap then. Have a good night, Daryl. You bet. All right, Daryl Ryder, Al Brown's insider right there. Brought to you by Shop and Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store.